China's space program has been proceeding in leaps and bounds in recent months, and its solar-powered rover named Zurong uh, is now roving around on the surface of Mars, and it's dropped a selfie camera, so it's taken a selfie of itself and its lander. It's also taken a video of itself driving, having dropped off that selfie camera. Now, in some ways, you kind of think back, well, uh, America had the Pathfinder missions, not that different to that, or the Mars Exploration Rovers. But, I mean, it took America, in the, in the 1970s, 1976, they landed two uh, the Viking landers on the surface, and they had two orbiters as well. So they were hugely successful uh, nuclear-powered landers. They were fixed landers, but they had shovels on board, and they could actually do some measurements and uh, had on board basic onboard laboratory for, for for studying the samples that they scooped up off the surface. They were looking for life. They didn't find it. They thought they might have, but they didn't. But that was well, nearly 50 years ago. Yeah, nearly 50 years ago that they did that. And in the interim, um, then they developed airbag technology. They managed to land two Mars Exploration Rovers, Spirit and Opportunity, in the early 2000s, 2003, 2004. And, well, they were both long-lived missions, solar-powered. Opportunity lasted 14 years. They were both supposed to only last three months. So they were hugely successful. And then in 2012, Curiosity, a nuclear-powered lander, pioneered the Skycrane landing technique which allowed them to drop a much larger payload to the surface and nuclear powered so it doesn't rely on inclement weather or or clement weather to be able to get around safely on the surface of mars like the solar powered rovers do and indeed like zurong does because mars has dust storms and they can cover the solar panels point being that it took america a long long time to get to the point where it could reliably land on the surface and it actually until this year was the only country in the world the only nation spacefaring nation or otherwise that had successfully touched down and and had a successful mission uh, with an operational spacecraft on the surface of mars now china's done this uh, incredible feat with the zurong rover and it it's just a fantastic effort uh, from from a country that never never ever touched down and given that the you know the difficulties of landing there's very little atmosphere there's very little to slow you down you've got to use a, a very big supersonic parachute to slow you down you've got to use rocket motors to get down to the surface and plenty of countries have failed crash landed missed mars altogether you know there's a lot of wreckage on mars so for china to do it kind of first attempt is really pretty amazing so the Tianwen-1 spacecraft landed on a vast plane known as Utopia Planitia and then it released a rover which drove down, drove off a ramp just like the Mars Exploration Rover Spirit and Opportunity did. They, um, they, but they didn't pow- use powered descent to get to the surface. They used airbags to bounce whereas the Chinese were able to do it with a, uh, a powered descent module if you like and that's released the Zurong rover. It is amazing because, as I said, they've filmed themselves driving on the surface of Mars, and it's hard to know the speed of the the vehicle, whether it's a time lapse or whether it's been sped up. But it actually looks like it's driving fairly quickly, 
arguably faster than the American rovers do, which tend to crawl along very carefully at uh, a slow speed and build up their odometry and their mileage on the surface over long periods of times, you know, months, years even, to cover the, the areas and get to the scientific targets that they want. Chinese doing things a bit faster. And I was just astounded to see this video of the, uh, you know, just after the, the uh, Zerong lander dropped off its selfie camera and then driving away into the distance, hearing the microphone recording the passage of the rover from the lander deck down onto the surface of Mars. These are incredible things. And, you know, the Chinese, obviously, they've got the advantage of, of you know, having a more recent technology, if you like, than, than some of the earlier landers that, that America have had. But just to get just to get to the surface of Mars and, and then to record sounds, to have a rover that's successfully doing science, and it has some instruments on board. There's an orbiter which it's communicating with, which was the sort of mothership that released the lander and the rover. This is a complicated mission at a distant planet for the Chinese to have made all this work really is impressive. I think it does sort of usher in, you know, if it wasn't already openly declared, I think that this is a, a real tour de force from the Chinese, this, this mission to Mars with the lander and the rover. It is saying, um, okay, we are a spacefaring uh, nation and we can do things that uh, other countries can't. And, you know, game on for the space race. And there's exactly the same thing that, that provided the impetus to putting men on the moon way back in the 1960s. Almost unbelievable to think that it was done so long ago and hasn't been repeated. It was a space race. At that stage, it was against the Soviet Union, Russia, to be the first and to dominate space and to sort of prove uh, technological prowess. The Americans uh, were very fired up by JFK's famous speech in the early 1960s saying, let's do it in within this decade and it won't be easy, it'll be hard, it'll test us. Well, they did all that and it was a huge success. The Apollo program landed six times. No lives were lost on the way or returning from the moon. The Apollo 1 launch pad explosion was a, a very sad setback, but they, they put that aside and they, they refined their systems and improved things and went to the moon six times between 1969 and 1972. Uh, and the, the Apollo 17 mission spent three days there, had a rover, covered lots of territory, set up scientific instruments and made the moon a home and, and lived there for a few days. So there's now a race to go back there. America, with its private partners, NASA with its own rocket systems, its SLS, which is the big replacement to the Saturn V moon rocket that they've been working on. It plans to get back there in 2024. Now, that's only three years away. It'll be interesting to see if that happens. China also has a lander on the far side of the moon and an orbiter in a halo orbit, which allows that, that lander to send signals back to Earth because otherwise you couldn't get radio signals back because the far side of the moon is always facing away. Now, the Americans actually, I don't think they've ever landed on the far side. So there's a first for them there. China now plans for its first manned mission to Mars in 2033. So that's 12 years from now. And then there's planned, again, to be regular follow-up flights uh, under a long-term plan to build a permanently inhabited base on the red planet, red, get it, and extract resources for kind of in-situ utilisation. Uh, who knows what else they might, they might bring them back here and, you know, use them to make high-tech gadgets, who knows. They would certainly be rare earth materials. 
rare earth elements, something that China's big in back on Earth as well. They've got their own space station the Chinese have. Uh, they're, not ex- they're not included in the consortia that, that operates the International Space Station, which includes Canada, Europe, America and Russia. They're not part of that. So they've gone out and uh, developed their own space station. It's you know smaller and not as cool, perhaps, as the International Space Station, but it shows their capability. And this is what I think is so impressive. And I was particularly impressed to see the, the footage, that the microphone uh, recording the, the drive down the, the ramp off the lander on Mars, and then the video showing the... Um, the rover driving away it just kind of makes it more real and also they actually they they got footage of their entry descent and landing so when the orbiter uh, around uh, mars the chinese orbiter released its lander with the the rover on board um, the the descent down to the surface the parachute deployment the heat shield then the parachute and then the uh, the powered descent to the surface that was actually captured by cameras, just as the Americans did with the Perseverance lander earlier in uh, in this year, in 2021, back in February. They had high definition for the first time showing the look up at the parachute as it deployed. Very useful for scientists to see that. Uh, and then also the sky crane maneuver, looking up from the uh, rover, up at the sky crane and from, from the sky crane down to the rover, which was very dramatic, first-of-its-kind footage. Well, China has done that, okay? It's, it's not as cool, it's not as sophisticated a rover as the Perseverance rover is, and it's not going to collect caches for later collection, but it is still a very good effort, a very impressive effort for a first-time country to land, the only other country from the States to land uh, successfully on the surface of Mars and, and they got the high def footage of the, the entry descent and landing which will help them in, in understanding how their systems worked and how they performed in the very hostile Martian environment. Then they also uh, had a microphone on board which, which Perseverance has as well, that's a first and then also the, the video footage of them uh, driving and that's actually something that we haven't, we don't see with Perseverance because it, it doesn't drop off a selfie. It hasn't got a selfie. We're, what we've seen a little bit of, which is also very impressive, is the Ingenuity helicopter, which was carried on board Perseverance, that technology demonstrator that's that's now completed eight flights and had some anomalies, got over them, done some software updates. And it's you know it was going to only be you know going for a couple of weeks at the beginning of the mission. Uh, they've decided to extend that into August because it's just so successful and works so well. Why would you why would you let it go? So Perseverance is continuing with its mission of investigating Jezero Crater, looking for signs of life, ancient life, microbial life in the past possibly. And uh, the helicopter's kind of tagging along with it. Instead of actually eyeballing its landing sites itself or with the help of Perseverance, it's relying on the high-rise camera, which is a, a very high-res, powerful telescope on board the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter, to actually identify flat surfaces for it to land on. So it's it's leapfrogging from one area to the next based on satellite imagery. So, you know, what the Americans are doing is very impressive as well, don't get me wrong, but I'm really quite amazed, just in the last few days, the Chinese uh, authorities have released the EDL, the entry, descent and landing footage, which I hadn't seen before, and... They also have um, released this video footage showing the the rover driving away, having dropped off that the selfie pod, if you like, the selfie camera, 
which also has taken self, you know, that, that sort of perspective of looking back at the rover next to its lander. These are all really, you know, incredible feats of engineering, of uh, all systems coming together and working perfectly. So I'm really impressed. And let's hope, you know, it, it, so it is game on. I presume the Chinese are going to try to go to the moon before they go to Mars. So there is a race basically to go back to the moon. The Americans have been there before. Chinese going at the same time in parallel. The Americans may not get there in 2024. There's a lot of ifs and buts and things that need to fall into place for that to actually be achieved. It may even be the Chinese beat them to the moon. Uh, Then the next step for both countries is to Mars. Who knows where they'll come in that race. But if this doesn't cause a, a sort of military conflagration and if there isn't a military end in sight to all this... Then I think it's fantastic because the, the catalyst for putting Neil Armstrong in, in 1969, all those years ago, was a race and a political point to prove. So if that's what it takes to get men onto the red planet, then so be it. That seems to be the way things roll on the Earth we live in, and with the sort of geopolitical setup that we have, even from you know back in the 1960s, but even now in the 2020s, 50 years on, very exciting stuff. Chinese really achieving so much in a very short period of time. Their first lander with a rover operating with a selfie camera, with a microphone and with high-def footage showing the landing. Very, very impressive. Shows that they are proceeding in space in leaps and bounds. You're listening to Beyond Infinity. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our program website, beyondinfinity.com.au, where you'll find our complete back catalogue of over 600 podcasts. That's beyondinfinity.com.au.